again to Whispers in the Darkness, the podcast channel for the Out There Paranormal group. Telling you tales tonight, we have myself, Nigel and Juliet. It's been a while since our last podcast. Unfortunately, the real world has taken a lot of our free time and it's been difficult during lockdown to get together to record something. But we have been really busy behind the scenes. The next episode in our Ghost Airfield series is now up on our YouTube channel and we've also started to upload videos to Amazon Prime. I have to say, we are really quite pleased about this. There are so many great things lined up for Out There Paranormal. More investigations, more Ghost Airfields to visit and more podcasts to share with you all. So keep a close eye on all of our social media pages and if you want to find out where they all are, then head over to www.outthereparanormal.net where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube feeds. Okay, that's all of our news for now. So let's get straight onto tonight's podcast. It's not just our love of all things paranormal that we have in common. We are both drawn strangely to the sea both beach lovers and ocean gazers. We are at our happiest, with the sea breeze blowing through our hair, lulled by the sound of the waves as they crash against the shore. We are both lucky enough to live in Norfolk, with its large expansive coastline to explore. From Heacham in the north to Galston in the south, 90 miles of beautiful and diverse beaches from shingle banks to long sandy stretches backed by cliffs and dunes. Many of the beaches are isolated and wonderfully void of the usual crowds of tourists, especially during the quieter months outside of the summer school holidays, when the solitude and silence draws us in. A while back we were just casually chatting Juliet came up with the idea of just walking along a beach and seeing if we could get a sense of any residual energy or wandering spirits that may just be there. A rather strange idea, you may think, but maybe it's not as strange as you are led to believe. The Norfolk coast is recognised as really rather dangerous when the weather and sea choose to be foul. Many ships have been lost to gals over the centuries some say the numbers run into the thousands and all of them taken by the howling winds and heaving waves disappearing into the murky depths along with their crews. There are many many tales of shipwrecks, broken timbers and bodies washed ashore, sailors and fishermen taken by the raging sea, so it's not surprising to hear that there are lost souls out there trying to make themselves heard above the sounds of the howling wind and crashing waves. It's time for us to take a literal dive into those murky waters, 
for we have a few creepy nautical tales to tell you all. Picture the scene if you will. It's a stormy and moonless night and you find yourself walking the stretch of the Norfolk coastline between Munsley and Backton. As you struggle on against the wind, you hear what sounds like someone singing very loudly. In between the gusts, you hear the sound of manic laughter as the wind begins to rise. The laughter turns into screams for help. You just happen to have run into the ghost of the Long Coast Guardsman. The North Norfolk coast was once rife with smuggling. The quiet beaches with easy access inland provided the perfect landing place for all sorts of contraband. One coast guardsman was told by an informer about a group landing contraband that very night. So he strode out along the cliff path between Backton and Munsley to intercept this smuggling gang. He'd already sent a boy to summon a local troop of yeomanry for backup and he went to the agreed place and shone his lamp to lead the smugglers into the trap. What he did not realise was that the boy was in the pay of the smugglers. No yeomanry troops would be coming to assist him and the lamp he was carrying would simply lead the smugglers straight to him. The coast guardsmen soon spotted the shadowy shapes of the smugglers starting to bob along the moonlit beach. Thinking the yeomanry troopers would be in position, he shouted the word and led the attack. But he found himself all alone, and the smugglers were many. The coast guardsman was mercilessly cut to pieces, and his body parts flung over the cliff edge and washed out to sea. Ending his days in such a horrific way, and having no grave, the lone coast guardsman was doomed to walk the coastal path between Backton and Munsley forevermore. His loud singing and screams for help, ringing out, carried by the wind on moonless and stormy nights. Staying on the weather theme, let's take a trip to the seaside town of Sheringham, where here they have a special name for the severe squalls which sometimes besiege the coast in this corner of Norfolk. The sudden strong winds which cause brief but violent storms are known as yow yows, and there are all sorts of stories associated with them. It is said that just beyond the cliffs, on an archetypal dark and stormy night many years ago, a ship got into trouble as it sailed close to the safety of Sheringham. With his ship going down and his lungs beginning to fill with water, the captain cursed the fishermen of Lower Sheringham, who could have, but chose not to, sail out and save him and his crew from a watery death, very probably because they intended to salvage and sell his cargo. Fishermen have reported hearing cries for help from the sea on calm days while they're out on their boats. 
Assuming that someone is in distress and needs their immediate help, they, unlike their rather more scheming ancestors, sail out to help and reach the spot where the voices can be heard. It's at this point, however, that the mischief begins. For as they reach the source of the sound, it suddenly moves to another area of the sea. And when they reach that spot, the very same thing happens again. And again. Until the sound finally comes from underneath the boat. And it's the sound of utter despair. The final cry of a drowning man. This, they say, is a final warning, which they would be foolish to ignore. The cries from the sea are a call to return to shore as quickly as possible before the yow yow strike and you are caught in the squalls. Then again, maybe it could be the sounds of the drowning captain and his crew crying out and hoping to lure the living into a watery grave. Of course, there are other ghostly tales told around the town of Sheringham. For instance, how about the tale of 12 drowned sailors who washed up on the beach after the ship was lost at sea? With no idea where these poor unfortunate souls came from, they were unceremoniously thrown into a ditch without a good Christian burial and covered with a heap of stones. The sight of their lonely and unconsecrated grave was in a gap between the cliffs on the very outskirts of Sheringham. Anyone foolish enough to walk where the unfortunate 19th century sailors found their final resting place on a dark and stormy night would be rewarded by hearing the eerie sound of a shingle dropping slowly, pebble by pebble, onto a larger stone. Quite possibly the gravestone the sailors were never allowed to have. Hearing this unusual sound is said to be a portent of doom for anyone that witnesses it. A really good reason to avoid the edge of the cliffs the dead of night when the weather is against you. And finally, we have the Shrieking Woman. This phantom harbinger's screams would be heard across Sheringham. Perhaps some form of banshee whose keen-like yelling heralds the imminent arrival of a heavy storm or some other form of disaster. Two more tales to tell and both from places that may be written in a certain way, but the pronunciation of the place name is nothing like how they are spelt. We have more than a few of these in Norfolk. Continuing on the theme of rather loud female spirits, let's head on over to Stukey. Yes, it's spelt S-T-I-F-F-K-E-Y, but locally it's the rather lovely seaside village of Stukey, now they have a rather sad tale to tell. Time to introduce you to Nancy, the screaming cockler of Stukey. There is a place far out on the sands, somewhere between High Sand Creek and Stone Mel Creek, that is called Black Knock. It is a patch of mud covered with soss grass 
and full of blue-shelled cockles known as Stukey Blues. It's a dangerous place to get onto and off, if one is not too certain of the way on a dark night. The women cockle-gatherers from Stukey, who seem to have double the strength of a normal man, go right out there between the tides and get a sack of these cockles and carry them back to their village. It was hard and potentially dangerous work as the tides racing cruel and fast over these marshes. But the cocklers of Stukey were tough women. They had to be. With their weathered faces dressed in pieces of sacking for warmth, they trawled the marshes for cockles. A regular group of women went out collecting one day and in the late afternoon decided it was time to return to the shore as the weather was beginning to close in. One young woman called Nancy found herself further out than the rest as the others began to make their way back with their large bags of cockles before the incoming tide came in. She was trying to collect a few more handfuls of cockles before finishing. All of a sudden, a thick mist descended on the mudflats, which soon turned to a dense fog. As Nancy struggled to make her way back to shore through the sticky mud, the fog caused her to lose her bearings. The tide by now was rushing in so fast that she would soon be cut off. So she repeatedly screamed for help from the other women who were now nearing the shore. They heard her screams for help but they could not see her in the fog and were powerless to do anything. Her screams were heard by some local fishermen but they could not launch their boats as the tide was still too low. Finally some of the villagers with smaller boats managed to launch them but they could not find her. There was absolutely nothing else anybody could do to save her. It was not long before Nancy's screams abruptly stopped and an eerie silence fell. Her body was recovered the following day, the poor girl having drowned out there alone in the fog. The villagers buried Nancy in the local churchyard, but it seems that her restless spirit still lives on, for it is said that on foggy, and dark days, her ghost can be seen and screams from the black knock mud bank, can sometimes be heard again. The local people say it is a warning of the dangers of venturing too far out in the mud flats and ending up like poor Nancy. Our last tale takes us to Haysborough, spelt H-A-P-P-I-S-B-U-R-G-H, Happysburg. We've no idea why it's pronounced that way, it's just the way it is. It's 1765. Two local farmers are making their way home along Wimpwell Street when they spot a figure on the road, dressed in what appears to be a sailor's uniform with a pistol stuck in its belt and clutching a rough brown sack to its chest. 
Looking a little closer, they notice that the figure does not appear to have any lower legs. It seems to just drift along, silently heading up the road from the direction of Cart Gap and the beach. At first, the farmers thought that the creature was humpbacked, until with horror they realised that the hump was actually the torso's almost severed head, still attached by a strip of skin bouncing along behind it. A very gruesome sight indeed. Despite their fear, the farmers plucked up courage and followed the figure to Well Corner and watched as the otherworldly creature lurched towards the village well, at which point it launched the sack it carried and then itself into the well. The story about the strange apparition spread around the village and a decision was made to search the well. A young man was lowered down on a rope and using a hook he cast about in the water at the bottom and pulled out a sack, a similar looking sack to the one that the apparition was carrying. Upon opening the sack, the villagers found it contained a pair of boots with the legs still inside them. They decided to try again but the young man was so shook up by what he had found and refused to go back down the well. Another volunteer was found and full of Dutch courage in the form of rum, he was lowered down and after searching about the murky depths, his hook caught on something. Another sack. The villagers hauled the man in his sack out of the well and upon opening the second sack, they found the rotting torso of a man wearing a sailor's uniform, a pistol, still stuck in his belt and attached by a strip of rotting flesh was a grinning skull. Further investigations traced the steps of the spectre from whence it had came, resulting in the signs of a struggle with bloodstains and broken bottles on the ground and a similar pistol found at the spot near Cart Gap. Such evidence suggested a confrontation between smugglers with the unfortunate victim being cut up and thrown down the well. But it would seem that the tale was not over yet. The apparition would regularly appear on moonlit nights with frequent sounds of moaning emanating from the well until it was eventually capped by a pump. This resulted in the cessation of the hauntings until the pump was removed and the manifestations resumed. The pump was replaced and kept there for many years. Eventually the pump was removed once again and the haunting returned. So the ghost became known as the Pump Hill Ghost. Fearful that the Haysborough torso would begin its dreadful journey once again, the pump was quickly reinstalled and once again all was quiet and the haunting stopped. The well itself fell into disuse in the 20th century. The villagers, however, were unwilling to decommission the pump in case the ghost made an unwelcome return. So there you are, 
just a few of the many spirits that haunt both sea and shore here in Norfolk. And there are so many more stories we could tell. So, maybe Juliet's idea to just walk along a beach and see what we experience is not such a mad idea after all. We have, of course, left off one of the more well-known towers of the Norfolk coast, Black Shuck. But that, as they say, is a whole other podcast or video, perhaps. Our visit to the seaside has got us both thinking. There is so much more for us to explore. So keep an eye open because we really fancy taking a dive into the deep blue sea and having a look at some of the more fantastic creatures that live there. As we mentioned earlier, we are very active across social media. So if you want to stay informed about all the new adventures that we have planned, you can find the links to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Instagram on our website at www.outthereparanormal.net We have also added them to our podcast webpage too. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We hope to join you all again very soon. So until then, sleep tight and please don't have any nightmares. So it's a goodbye from Juliet. And it's a goodbye from Nigel too.